Welcome to Straight Out of Crompton. I am your host, Laura Crompton. Thank you so much for joining me on what is now episode five of this podcast. Joining me on a journey from Manchester, England to Los Angeles, California. Now, if you are a regular listener to the show, and I hope you are, and I, I thank you for being that, you will remember that last episode, I said that I wouldn't be doing another episode until I had an update on my visa. I was going on strike. I knew the timetable, the time scale for the visa process, and I imagined I'd probably have two or three weeks to wait. Admittedly, I did go ahead and do my interview of my guest, um, and I thought, well, I'll get that done, I'll get it edited, and I'll wait. And the day that I have some news on my visa, I will record this episode. I thought, I've got two or three weeks. And then, out of nowhere, literally two days later, the visa news came through. It came through. It was the day I was going to France with work. I just dropped my son off at school. I was checking my email on the way home from school. And I saw an email from the lawyer. I couldn't believe it. My new paperwork had only been back with immigration for 24 hours at this point. So... I am delighted to tell you that I have a visa! Yay! It got approved! It got approved! I'm going to LA. Can you believe it? I honestly, it's been five days since I found out and I still can't believe it. It still doesn't feel real. It's happening. I saw this email. I stopped and I burst out crying in the middle of the street. All the other parents walking home from school must have thought I was insane. Um, Yeah. I phoned my friend, I left a message for another friend, I just wanted to tell everyone and and everyone in the UK was at work and everyone in LA was asleep and I didn't know who to tell and by the time I actually got home, only 10 minutes later, my boss at work had emailed everybody at work and I had tens of emails off different members of the team around France and around the world congratulating me. It's been such a long wait, I mean, I've been in this job now for 14 months And every step of the way, people keep asking me, when are you moving to LA? When are you moving to LA? And I've never had a concrete answer. Well, now, guys, I have a concrete answer. Can you believe it? I honestly, I can't believe it. So here's how it works. It's not 100% in the bag. I'm going to say it's 99% in the bag. And so we're, we're treating it as if it's 100%. But the way that this visa works is that the first stage, stage one, which was this one, is the really tricky stage. This is where you have to really convince immigration that you're a worthy candidate, which we've now done. Um, But then after that, there is a second stage, which involves an interview at the embassy. Now, from everything that I know, that embassy interview is just a sense check. So they just, you know, they look at your application and they ask you a few questions to check that, you know, you've not made it up, that you can answer truthfully about what was in your application and that, that it is sort of accurate to what you've applied for. So unless you have some sort of weird... <laughs> blip some sort of memory loss as you walk in you should be fine so I think that's pretty much in the bag but what happens is after you've had the embassy appointment they tell you there and then in the room that it's been approved and then they send your passport away and I think if I'm not mistaken the passport goes to the US which means that you're without your passport for up to sort of 10 working days so given that my timings are quite tight, what we've decided to do, myself and the lawyer and my family and everybody that's supporting me on this, is that I'm going to go to LA first, do the home search and the school search for a week, and then I'll come back, then I'll do my embassy appointment, I'll leave my passport and Devon's passport, my son, um, 
to be processed. And while that's being processed, I'll get everything packed up. I'll get the house packed up. I'll finalise all the paperwork and then we'll go. So it's happening. Today, as I'm recording this, it's the 12th of February. I'm assuming by the time I put it out, it'll be around the 15th of February. I'm going to LA on the 24th of February, a week on Friday. I'm going on a Friday because I've been reliably told by my wonderful realtor and friend, Bryn, that the weekend is the best time to look at properties. So we're going to have a really, really packed schedule in LA. I'm going to go on my own. It's a shame, really, that I'm not being able to bring Devon because he's never been. And I really would like him to see the city so that he's reassured and that he's excited. But I reasoned that given that I'm going for a week and there's an eight hour time difference, it just felt a lot for him to go for a week, just about get used to the new time and then come back and have to get back used to the UK time and then go back to school again, you know, a couple of days later. It just felt like a lot. So my very generous parents have offered to watch him for a week and take him to school and do all of that stuff so that I can go on my own and have a real power session and get all of those things done in LA. So yeah, I've already had a call with Bryn, uh, the realtor, and I'm going to speak to her again tonight to shortlist hopefully around 10 properties. Um, and then we're going to do a blitz of property viewings on the Saturday and the Sunday. And then I'll have Monday to Thursday to kind of, you know, go back and see any that I really like, check in with the corresponding schools, do all of that stuff. And then if I've got any extra time, I think I, you know, there's all sorts to be done. I need to get a bank account. I need to get a mobile phone contract. I need to buy stuff for the houses I mean these houses are unfurnished they'll have no I don't know crockery and cutlery and sheets and you know maybe I can start buying some of that stuff and and leave it with a with a kind friend that's happy to look after it for me I've already just done my supermarket shopping today just now and I've ordered a few bits for my guests from previous weeks Vanessa's husband Nick asked me for some chocolate hobnobs so they have been ordered Nick they're on their way and uh, Nick Cho's girlfriend, Kimmy, asked me for some Coleman's mustard because she actually used to live in Manchester, would you believe, which is an incredible coincidence. So I've got my uh, Coleman's mustard and my chocolate hobnobs at the ready and I'm taking them as peace offerings as I arrive in LA to meet some of these people for the first time. You know, we've met over Zoom several times. We've never met in real life. So it's really, really exciting. It is going to be such a busy few weeks, though. I feel like I've been treading water for the last, I mean, year, (laughs) but especially for the last two months. And now it's like, go, go, go. I've been trying to get everything out of my head and into a list. I've got so much to do. But I've contacted the property management company about this house because I need to get that rented out. Um, I mean, God, I can't even think. It's so much, it's so much to do. I've been looking at where I'm going to stay when I'm there next week. Will I be staying somewhere close by to where we want to live so I can get a feel for the area? I'm going to rent a car. I've never actually driven in LA, so that's going to be interesting. But I feel like it's time that I treated it a little bit more like, you know, a hometown and not a a tourist. Last time I was there, I just took Ubers all the time. But I'm going to get a car. And I'm going to get to know my new home city. How exciting is this? So what I've decided is my next episode, in the name of teasing next episodes, I will record from LA. I'm going to do it a few days in. I will give you an update with how things are going and I'll do it from on the ground. My friend Chris has very kindly offered up some recording equipment. So I'm going to go over to his house and I'm going to do it from there. So I shall look forward to telling you everything 
everything, everything. Now, I have got a wonderful interview coming up this week. It's a really great episode this week. I'm not going to lie. I'm celebrating this news, but I'm also celebrating together with the wonderful lady that I interviewed. Her name is Genevieve. I'm going to tell you all about her in a moment. But when I interviewed her, it was actually last week. So I didn't know at that point if I was going. So you'll notice in this interview, we talk a little bit about the uncertainty and the waiting for the news. Well, just know that I recorded that before I did know. So, and at that point, I still thought I had another couple of weeks to wait. So that explains that. However, I got really, really lucky because I ended up having to reschedule the interview with with Genevieve. It was supposed to have been the week before and it had to be pushed back due to a few different scheduling conflicts. And what it meant was that because I spoke to her after the weekend, I was interviewing a Grammy winner. Guys, Genevieve just won a Grammy at the weekend. How insane is that? How insane is that? So it was the first interview that she'd done as a winner of a Grammy, and I'll tell you much, much more about it coming up, but it's going to be a really, really great interview. So I hope you enjoyed today's show, full of positivity, full of joy. Thank you so much for being with me on what was the kind of, the preamble, I suppose, to my journey, because now the fun is really going to begin. So I shall be taking you with me to LA, and I cannot wait to share it all with you. Thanks, guys. Genevieve Goings is one of the most recognisable voices in children's entertainment with over a decade as the star of Disney Junior's Choo Choo Soul, writing and producing music for television and voicing cartoons and toys. She writes and produces music from her home studio for her production company, coaches young singers and engages with fans via social media and live storytime sing-alongs. After earning Grammy nominations in 2017, 18 and 19, Genevieve has just this weekend cinched the win as a songwriter <laughs> on the official best children's music album 2023 Yay! Yay! oh my gosh wow my first introduction like that that was amazing wow. exciting <laughs> congratulations grammy winner i can't believe it oh my goodness wow it was incredible the alphabet rockers album entitled The Movement, won Best Children's Album, and I was a writer on the album and so proud of them, so proud of all of it. And it's so cool that it's in the children's category, which is my thing. So, yeah, wow. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear everything about it. But before we get too, too far into the Grammys, because we, we could spend, I'm sure, the whole show talking about that. <laughs> yes. It's so exciting. But let's let's go back a little bit and hear a little bit about you and how you got to where you are today. So, you're in LA now. You're not from LA originally. Yeah, correct. Correct. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. So not too far, but definitely a world away still. Um, but I began, well, now I'm living in Valley Glen, I suppose, Sherman Oaks area, Studio mm -hmm. City in the Valley. So as you're come this way, do you know yet where you want to, what area you're going to live in? Quite possibly Studio City, actually. Oh, perfect. So. Okay, good. We'll neighbors. be neighbors. Oh, yes. good. That's wonderful. Yeah, so I started my career in hip-hop and R&B. I had bands, and I would sing on various rap albums in the in the Bay Area. Um, and through that network, I landed upon this audition for a video game voice. They were, they were casting for a female rapper, actually. And I didn't get that part, but I formed a relationship with the creator of the game, sang a bunch of other little character voices in the game, and we went on to create this really cool kid CD called Choo Choo Soul that has since been turned into um, a mini TV show on Disney. 
It was Playhouse Disney at the time, which is like 14 years ago. It's it's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's been that long. And it's just gone on. I've continued work with Disney and different offshoots of the Disney brand, writing and producing music and doing voices and narrating things and singing songs. It's been incredible. Uh, that sounds honestly like the dream job. It's so like, cool. I love it. <laughs> it's really, it's, and it's such a niche, you know, it's not, it's like a niche within a niche because it's kind of a urban, I say with air quotes, um, kids music. So, but I do, I do all genres of, of music and all genres of kids music, but my own specific tone has kind of landed me right there in mm-hmm. my little world. And it's, it's been great. And so at what point did that bring you to LA? How much of that were you able to do from the Bay Area? And when did you yeah, come so over into I was there. Um, I had bands and things. I was still in the Bay Area um, all the way. We sold the IP to Disney of Choo Choo Soul, the whole concept. Um, the creator, Greg Johnson, we um, yeah had this cool kid CD and he ended up pitching it to Disney and they loved it and wanted to turn it into a visual we filmed that and I was still living in the Bay Area, waiting tables and selling insurance. <laughs> yeah. And um, then it was going to be released on television um, that year. And so I was like, you know what, if I'm going to go anytime, like this is it. This is telling me it's time to go. And um, that was in 2006. So I've been here since then. Wow. Yeah. And so how did you have a kind of a vision of what your your life in LA was going to be like moving from I mean, were you still waiting tables? Or you was know, that I know it was so interesting. I got out there um, and I had saved up a lot of money to kind of be able to figure out what I was going to do. Um, and I don't thinking back now, I don't even know if I had the, a vision of what it was going to be like. I was just down for the ride, just like, OK, let's go. Let's figure it out. I mean, it seems so scary now, but I'm so glad I did because, you know, I got out there and got to meet people, um, fumbled around a lot. (laughs) I still cringe at some of my early conversations. I probably (laughs) looked like such a, you know, so green. But um, but yeah, I would say it's it's been, um, you know, it really is a job and a career, you know, it's like daily work. It's obviously not all glitz and glamour and animated cartoon trains, but it's, (laughs) but it's fun. And like, it's so cool to be around this many people really making art for a living. I mean, really making it, you know, it's, it's so great. And it's easy to fall into, you know, becoming jaded by it all sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, I'm doing this song for this network and they have so many notes and you know oh poor me I'm writing songs in Hollywood you know it's like wait a minute this is amazing everybody stop right now you guys realize we're here really doing this Uh you know so it's been it's been great I've met a lot of great people out here too including my husband who is from the Bay Area we just didn't know each other there so that was really cool for us so when we go back home we go back home together it's really cool and does he work in entertainment as well? He does. He's a writer and producer. He was an actor for many, many years. Um, and now he's developing um, shows, TV shows. So it's like we're in a similar industry, but but not the exact same, which is really nice. Because we can, you know, be enamored by each other and what we're doing, but still understand kind of that 
how it's uh, never exactly firm all the time, like the ch- until the check is deposited. But yeah, but there's no ceiling on what could happen. So luckily, we're both into that wild ride. Oh my goodness. Everything that you're saying is speaking to me and everything that you're saying is, is basically the motivation for the move for me. I mean, it's so exciting. Good for you. I I love that. So have you spent some time out here to, that told you, you, I, this is why I'm coming. And I, yeah. So years ago, so when I was a kid, I had family in Simi Valley. So I used to go and spend sort of summers there and we'd kind of go into LA and I, it was always kind of the dream. And I wanted to get into acting. I remember, I haven't told this story on the podcast actually, but when I was about, (laughs) I was about 14, 13, 14, I went with my parents to the beach. I couldn't tell you which beach it was. I was so young, but, um, they were filming Baywatch. Oh my God. Meet like David Hasselhoff. Oh, you had the the ultimate California experience. Seriously. Oh and my there's, gosh. These pic- there's these pictures. It's so bad. These oh. pictures of me literally like trying to catch like the like somebody's attention. Right. Yeah. As if they were going to like catch yeah, me yeah, there yeah, and then exactly. age 14. And I'm like in the beginning. Like, all these I shots of me like it. lying on the beach. And, like, to- it's so great. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, and then late in uh, sort of a bit later on when I was like 20, I was there as an exchange student. So I went to UCLA as an exchange student. Um, so I've always kind of had a relationship. I have, I have quite a lot of friends in LA who are musicians. So I've, I don't know, it's been kind of an itch that I've wanted to scratch. And then, oh, I um, love that. I work in PR, but I also, um, I do radio, I do podcasts as well. So, um, I've been working for the BBC here in Manchester for the last year or so, um, and then do the podcast and then my day job. I'm also a single parent. So oh there's my like goodness. A lot oh, how old on. is your son or daughter? Son, he's nine. Oh. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for him as well. You know, he's a very creative kid, very oh, creative great. kid. And I feel like it's going to be a great place for him as well. Yes. Oh, that is so exciting. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, the things that he can be near, is just really amazing. I mean, you know, again, you can run into those situations where something's being filmed or someone's next to you at lunch or in line at the grocery store. I mean, all those things do happen all the time. And, you know, it's never, it's always exciting to me. I, I love it. always. I mean, I felt like I was, I was over there last year, kind of just after I took this job to kind of scope a few, a few things out. And it really struck me probably for the first time ever, the amount of people that I met that that were actors or struggling actors or, you know, worked in the, like every bit, like the Uber drivers, like everybody yeah, I've never. Exactly. Everyone. And this is because this is the place to do it for sure. Uh-huh. And you really can do it. I mean, it's, it's because again, there's always something casting or they're always looking for something and just meeting people who are doing things are almost there to, to, you know, that big project that, their project is about to get funded and then there you are along with them and it works out that way. It's just, it's, it's great, but it's also nice to have friends that are also struggling with the same thing. Cause it's not all celebrations, of course, mm. you know that. So that's nice too. It's just meeting a lot of people. Um, yeah. Just experiencing the same, the same thing. Sure. So you said earlier that when you, <laughs> that when you look back on your early years in LA, you sort of cringe sometimes at how green you were. I'm yes. curious, to, like, tell me, like, what, well, what, have you, what oh, do I need to know? Oh, my goodness. Things? Well, you definitely need to know about traffic and everything takes a mm. long time to get there. I had, um, yeah, I had an important meeting that I was late for. That that wasn't fun. Um, 
But I'm sure they could tell when I showed up just like, I, I don't <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> sweetie, it's okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, gosh. Um, I just think, you know, something interesting because I've been working with Disney for so many years and um, it, I, I realized it later, but I was still trying to figure out who I was, you know, I didn't want to just be an artist that, you know, that, that an actor per se that got cast in the show. You know, I was the face of the show, a singing train conductor who brought kids on this train and we would sing the ABCs and one, two, threes and all of that. Um, and I knew that I loved that. And I, it's certainly my calling to entertain kids and families live. I do have that, but I also have a production mind as well. And as I grow into um more into my producer role and now coaching younger um stars I think at the time I was trying to like be that character all the time like in meetings and everything just kind of you know (laughs) not not all the way but just thinking that um you know that I had to be a certain way to like be in Disney meetings like and shine up my image, which I'm happy. I, I took very, I took a lot of pride in, and I still do in, you know, portraying myself a certain way online. So I'm glad it went that I did that. But also I think in some ways, um, you know, the reason they were hiring me was for this authentic person and self that I had that was kind of rough around the edges and, you know, did this whole album in, in, you know, Berkeley and Oakland, California, and just, that cool thing that you get from somebody who's really from there, you know, and so mm-hmm. trying to shine myself all the way up. I think a lot of the execs and people that do the casting and hiring, you know, they're looking for the real you. So it's like, which is, I mean, don't people tell us this all the time? Just be yourself. It sounds so lame. But, you know, there is just so much power in that authentic thing that you have. And I think trying to, I tried a little too hard sometimes. I guess that's what I'm getting. <laughs> I, I listen. I can relate. I I I wouldn't even begin to um, pretend I have the same level of of experience or years of experience that you have. But even just as you say that, I know when I started my radio show. So this was I was doing three hours a week live every Friday evening. Um, Ooh, live. It was no a joke. It was Ooh, a lot. Yeah. Um, and. I felt like my, 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 especially the first night when I went in and, and I'd, I'd only done a couple of training sessions and, and everybody kept saying, yeah, but you've done, you've done university radio, right? You've done community radio. You'd, I was like, no, I've done oh. nothing. And I, I'm like in this setup yeah. with like all of, I was like, oh my God, right. it was, a, it was a lot. And then I got to the last hour and they, they kind of um, segment the three hours. So we have like the first hour, we had a couple of interviews. The second hour, we'd have like guests in the, sh- like that were like members of the public guests in the studio. And then the third hour, and I kept saying, what's happening in the third hour? And they'd be like, that's your time to shine. I was like, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, what does it mean? What do you, where's the, where's the itinerary? What do I do? Oh and it took goodness. me, it took me so long to get my head around like what that meant. Like my right. time to shine. Like, what am I going to like sing and dance? Right. Yeah, exactly. Wow. What, yeah. So what did that mean? What does it mean to you now? Um. I think it was more like sharing some anecdotes about what I've been up to this week, uh-huh. kind of touching on topics okay. of the news, like kind of right. engaging with people, but telling, sharing a bit more of myself. Right, but right. Like, I don't know. I, I felt like 
sometimes it's hard to feel like people want to know about you. I think it takes uh, yeah. a while to, to feel like people want to know about right. me because who cares about me, right? It, but then, and, right. Here's another here's another thing about me. That's how I feel on social media. I'm like, hi, everybody. <laughs> it's been a while since I talked about myself. Here I am again. <laughs> I don't know if you saw me do this, but here it is. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but you have I to do it. it. You have to do it. Everyone is. And, you know, I think also like your friends back home per se or like that are, are not in the industry, they want to know too, like, what to say about what you're doing, making sure they understand it too, you know, all the many things. Like, I'm sure I love that you're doing this podcast because it's, it is so interesting. Just like, what's it like to move to LA? I mean, what to expect? And it's so, because people, there's no handbook and people love to talk about how hard certain things are, but they don't want to tell you how to do it. It's like, geez. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've been reading, I'm a big fan of the US office and I've been reading, um, yeah, Jenna Fisher has a couple of different books out that kind of talk about yes. her experiences of getting into the industry. Right. And I found it, that was one of the things that inspired this podcast because it was so fascinating to hear those experiences that you just would never know unless right. you were there. Right, and, and she didn't know. I mean, she moved from St. Louis, I think. And oh, she was, like okay. everything was just completely new. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. And you know, at the end of the day, they're just people doing a job and trying to get ratings on their shows and wanting to hear good ideas. And I've, I've made some really great friends that are like executives in, in, you know, high positions who have hired me at one point and we became friends. Um, and yeah, they're just, (laughs) they're just people doing their job, you know, Uh it's like, and then when the clock strikes six, you know, it's all good. They're just (laughs) really just people at that point, but it's just so much it's just so much pressure when you think about it as this giant um, movie star concept, you know, it's like where you're just untouchable. It's like, no, we're all just people making art and here's what this one is. And then when that one's done, we're going to do that. And then hopefully after that, we're going to do another one, you know? (laughs) So thinking about it one project at a time is Uh helpful, helpful too. Now, you mentioned earlier that like you spend a lot of time or you, you have spent a lot of time. I don't know whether you're still doing it, but touring. So entertainment yes. sort of on the road. Are you still doing that now? Or? Um, very select shows, like if it makes sense for me now. I have a three-year-old um, and also just the energy wise. I mean, I did it for 14 years, so that was a lot. <laughs> and like <laughs> my days of being like, Two and a half star hotel. Uh, okay. How long are we there? And eh, whatever. I'll sleep in the car. You know, like those days are gone. Right. I don't love that. But um, there's just something so amazing about uh, entertaining kids, of course. It's like, and, and this costume that I wear is like Santa, you know, it's like, it's just this thing like, wow. Um it was amazing. I love it. And I'm still down for the right opportunity <laughs> since I still fit in the costume for some reason. <laughs> it's still around. It's the craziest thing. I never thought it would last so long, but it's just this moment of pop culture history that was pretty big out here. Um, and I didn't realize how big until later, like that the TikTok age group kind of had this new storm wave come back around where they discovered me again. They're like, 
I used to watch you. Oh my gosh. Now I'm like, you know, 17. It's like, oh my gosh. So So you finding yourself being being like booked for sweet 16? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. They would think I was taking the costume off probably. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's been crazy. It's so cool. It's so, I, I can't even, I don't even know who to compare my career to. It's just, I'm just rolling with it, doing what feels it, right. It is incredible, though, how um, I don't know, the, like the nostalgia and I guess like the, as you said, like TikTok and yeah, there seems to be a, a lot of like revival stuff, a lot of right. stuff that's kind of coming around. Yeah, again. a lot. A lot of that is coming around, which I have a love hate relationship with that concept. I'm sure a lot of us do. You're kind of like, geez, another remake. But then you're like, oh, but that's mm-hmm. cool. It's a great story. And why not? You know, origin stories and and all of that. I'm actually working on a project right now where I'll be remaking some really, really classic songs. So that's really exciting. Um, that'll be coming out later this year and okay. kind of making a fresh new version. So that's exciting too. Lovely. That is exciting. Um, thinking about the fact that obviously a lot of things, as I was saying, they happen online now and uh, and a lot of people know you from youtube or from tiktok um i think some of your coaching you do it online as well how how important do you think the city like being in la being in this kind of world is now i mean can people make it from from afar now or do they still really need to be on the ground i think they really can make it from anywhere if you have the right setup of course um through the pandemic i learned a lot about mixing sound so, but if you can deliver content that is up to par from where you are, then yes, um, it can be there. Of course, people want to know your track record of, or that you are going to be able to deliver. Um, and you do need to show face in LA sometimes, <laughs> you know, I don't think, I don't think it'll work to never, ever come here. Um, But sometimes when you come into town and you say, I'm only here for four days, people kind of make time for you. Whereas when you're like, I'll be here anytime. They're like, okay. (laughs) But (laughs) it's just those in-person moments, you know, I've made lasting relationships because one person introduced me to another person and we had dinner and, and then a year later they called me for that actually happened to me. That's how I started working on a Fisher Price project. Um, just introduced by two people just at a dinner and it wasn't even about business at that time, but then one of them ended up calling me later and it turned into this big project. So yeah, those, you know, the personal experiences that organically happen, you know, that, that like one thing leads to another domino effect sort of thing. You have Mm -hmm. to be here for that to happen. Um, Definitely. But I mean, everything shut down for heaven's sakes. So I'm kind of it's all coming back into people being out again and just being excited to just be out again. So I think it's a great time for you to come. Yes. Come on, immigration. I know. Oh, no. Well, actually, by the time by the time this is out, I say that. By the time it's out, we'll have an answer. So yeah. the answer is yes. She's coming to LA and I'm so excited. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> do you have to do a version where we yeah, say the answer is no and then I can't Okay. <laughs> And even though it didn't happen this time, we are one step closer to her being here. <laughs> let's let's not let's hope we don't. Have let's to we use won't that have version. to use that at all. No, 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 no. 
Okay, Genevieve, tell me about the Grammys. Tell me about everything. What well, happened? I wasn't actually there, which is so silly. I was at the pre-parties. Um, but so it's interesting for for me. I'm in the sh- children's music genre, and I am like proud to be there. That is my thing, and we have a whole community within that genre. So we had events going on this all weekend. And that was so much fun to see everybody. And it's just one of those, like, we're just those special weirdos that do this for a living. And we all love each other. It's so great. <laughs> but, man, we're all from different different areas. And so that that was really great. And now, like, like you said earlier, I've been um, on albums that have been nominated in the past. And so, but there's something really special about this album obviously it won best album children's album of the year but we were just there was kind of this energy like we might do it this year we might do it this year I feel like it's gonna happen you know and just being so excited and um they're from the Bay Area as well uh where I grew up and as well as my producer Genesee a really great friend of mine who I started my career with way back when 20 plus years ago and he produced four songs on the album as well. So we got to like win our first Grammy together, even though it was for the Alphabet Rockers album. That was, that's the thing that was just so heartwarming, just unbelievable. It's kind of unfolding. I'm still coming to terms with it as we speak right now, because it's like such a prestigious award. Um it's almost hard to believe that it's true, but wow. <laughs> I think, but it is Yes, true. yes. And it's this moniker I can have attached to my name forever now. Unreal. Yeah, you need to update your website. I know, I do. Ah, I do. You're right, you're right. Oh, my goodness. So, how, so where were you? So you went there, but where were you I was it, at home. It was yes, I was at okay. home. So our little category is not televised, but it was streamed live on there. So I was at home with my family just screaming and excited and you know my kid was like mom the sandwich <laughs> he didn't he didn't care but he's three so we'll let it slide but yeah oh my gosh and just watching them accept the award they're so gracious they're really social activists making music and so not only them and them as people and their hearts and souls and the great music and all that work but the other work that they also do it was just very emotional. It was just amazing. So, so proud. Just, just crazy. I can't believe it still. It's, yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's amazing. Congratulations, it's really honestly. So, so and, much. and so exciting that you get to come on here just afterwards because we were going to do the interview know. before. Yes, and that's right. That's right. Oh, yes, it sure did. Yes, yes. I'm always down for a reschedule. <laughs> I always know about that. I'm like, no problem. I know how it is. Yeah, yes. it all worked out. Yes. So your son is three. Does that mean that he watches your videos? So he's now? starting to now. And a lot of this music I make for Disney. So after Choo Choo Soul, um, as even though it was still airing um, here and there, I began writing and producing other music for Disney Junior, the channel. So one of the big projects was an overhaul of like making all new nursery rhymes, remakes of the classic songs. So we did that. Um, there was several seasons of that. And then the next show that I worked on was called Ready for Preschool. That is more of the songs about like washing your hands, tie shoes and things like that. And through that, so I was pregnant with him, 
you know, raising him in the pandemic and all these things with those songs. So that that one's really special to us. And he really loves those songs. He does remember them. Um, I have an album that I released several years ago called Do You Know? Um, Those are like fundamentals as well. Telling time things like that. And he is starting to love those because I was trying to play him stuff. And he was like, as my husband say, if it ain't Elmo, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, don't you like mommy's song about the clock? No. Okay. But now I'll see him with this little iPad and he'll like go to my, my videos and I'm just like, oh, my baby. Now he's thinking all my new ones too. So it's so cool. I can't wait. And it's only going to get more exciting because he's coming into himself and he likes to sing and stuff. So it's so cute. Oh, I love that. You're going to be like in the playground at, at nursery you know, school. Gonna be I, I have a you. feeling that I'm going to be really cool and then really not cool like, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's yeah. just do it all. Does the school need me to do a show? Because pretty soon I'm going to be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, just wait till middle school. Ends, exactly. I feel like mommy needs a new job by then. <laughs> Um, and then how do you feel about um, LA as a place to raise a kid? You know, I was so scared of it. I was so worried about it because everybody was just like Peter Pan and didn't have responsibilities. And I mean, us, we started late. I was, you know, 39 when I had my son. So, um, but it's awesome. There's, we're all here. Every kind of normal person and every kind of wild person, they're all here. <laughs> you know, we're all just raising kids, whatever, you know. You go to the farmer's market, you bring your kid. It's great. You go out to dinner, you bring them. It's fine. So I there's plenty of calm, especially in the valley where you're coming to. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's a great place to raise kids. And our weather, oh my gosh, come on. Yeah. Go play outside yeah. is something you can use all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you've been to Manchester, but I, my God. I've, I'm rain. familiar with the, I haven't been there, but I, yeah. You guys have it's some cute coats and, and boots, but you don't need we them do. all. <laughs> Seriously, I have Bring a blanket over those. my legs oh, right now. Oh, see? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Um, What is the thing that you'd miss most if you left L.A.? Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, the weather, for sure, as we just said. Um, There's definitely an energy. There's a vibe of just we're all kind of celebrating being here. I feel like even if we're too cool to say it, you know, right. There's just a, it's just, gosh, I'm doing a terrible job of putting this in words, but, um, we've mastered the art of like hanging out and being cool, <laughs> you know, just going to lunch at at two thirty, like, and everyone's just available and we're all just outside with cappuccinos like what are we all doing don't you guys have jobs but you know <laughs> that thing part about it is fun and just the fact that the, the collective energy of a bunch of people doing the same thing shooting at the same baskets and and believing in the same crazy dreams because they're really happening for everyone you know it's like when you're in another place it's you know you have like the that that anti that uh, that aunt vibe of like, so do you really make money with that? But what are you going to do? But what's your plan B, though? Right. You know, you have a kid. Are you sure? You know, that whole thing, which God bless them all are very valid questions. But we don't have time for that right now. We're flying to the <laughs> sky, <laughs> you know, with, with all of us out here that are, are making it happen. And 
you know, it's just, it's cool to be around like-minded people for sure. So I would miss that a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Piece of advice for somebody considering moving to LA. Well, let's see. Um, Do you have any friends or family that live out here? I have friends there. Yeah. I used to, my my family isn't there anymore. My, my, they've dispersed, but um, yeah, no, I have, I have friends there. I'm so glad. Well, that is going to be so wonderful for you. Um, Absolutely. I would say, gosh, my advice, (laughs) my advice is just come. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, it's like that seems so simple, but you just have to do it. You're going to be fine. You have so many things, even just not everyone here is an expert. Not everyone here is a perfect celebrity. Like it's all about that thing that you can't put in a box that you can't define. And there's so many avenues now for content. I mean, can you imagine back? Back in the day, it was just CBS, ABC, NBC, and then hopefully HBO Showtime and maybe one of those. (laughs) You know, Mm. now there's so many things and they're all paying. (laughs) They all have budgets and people have short attention spans. Therefore, a lot of things get made and it's always changing out here. So, I mean, you're, you're doing a podcast, you're speaking to people all over the world. So you have that type of mind that can maneuver through things changing and updating constantly. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's going to be great. How can people follow you, find out more? So they can find me. So my name is Genevieve Goings. Pretty sure I'm the only one out there online with that name, whatever the heck that's all about. Um, (laughs) To dig into the ancestry and be like, dad, what is up with that name? But anyway, (laughs) um, yeah, so GenevieveGoings.com. I'm also posting um, helpful tips for people like recording themselves. Um, I'm helping people set Mm. up home studios just enough to get those good recordings, learn how to record themselves, comp their vocals together. You know, things like you and I do. You edit this after you take out the bad word stuff and put, you know, get, make them it all fit and feel like you did everything perfectly all at once. To others, that is um, something they don't know how to do. And it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm teaching kids as young as nine years old how to do that. And they're just doing it at home with the uh, free software and cheap microphones to start and then gradually going up and panning vocals, singing harmonies and EQing the sound. It's so cool. So I'm loving that. And yeah, so I'm, I can be found. I am also active on, um, yeah, my socials, Instagram, Facebook, which seems like an, such an old platform, but a lot of families stuff going on on there and TikTok. And we have a new podcast coming out actually this summer, this spring summer um, called Storytime Adventure Club that I'm working on with my co-producer, Hope Lamond, where we're just going to take fun journeys through stories and with comedy and some of our pets are our co-stars. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is wild. It's going to be so fun. Maybe you can come on and voice one of our silly oh creatures. Oh, my God. That would be the dream. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just fun, you know? It's all just fun. It, it is. is. And this has been so much fun. It's I'm so gonna much fun. You thank you for having me. Handles. And anyone yes, who's considering you. coming to L.A., you should come. 
I think you should come. Do it. Yes. We'll see everyone. We'll see everyone over there. Yes, we will. (laughs) We'll we'll cheers at two thirty with our cappuccinos. (laughs) Love it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. How awesome was Genevieve? I think she was an absolute delight. I actually hadn't met her before, um, so I wasn't sure how that interview was going to go, but I was delighted. In fact, Devon, my son, said to me, Mom, he was, he was trying to sleep while I was doing the interviews, because of course, with the time difference, all of the interviews that I do here from the UK, I have to do them um, around nine o'clock at night. And he was trying to sleep, and the next morning he was like, Mom, you were so noisy doing that interview. But it was like, we, we just had so much energy. Um, she was absolutely delightful and I just can't believe that she, she just won a Grammy. In fact, when I was, um, I've just come back from France. As I said, I went to France, um, with work the day that I found out about the visa news. Um, something really funny happened actually on the first day we went in and all of these, um, presentations and training sessions are all in French. My French is quite sketchy. It's not the best, but I, I, I model through and I get by and, our group CEO stood up in front of the whole 60 or so attendees and announced in French that I'd got my visa and everyone clapped and cheered. It was delightful, really lovely way to celebrate. But one of the other directors of the company casually mentioned to me in French, and I was like, did I did I mishear him? Did I understand? He'd just flown back from LA because he'd been at the Grammys. And I thought, have I misunderstood what he's saying? So I asked him to repeat it. I said, Benoit, you've been at the Grammys. I mean, this guy, he's lovely, but he's an older guy. He doesn't really speak much English. I thought, what on earth was he doing at the Grammys? Well, apparently we have a client that's connected to the Grammys. Who knew? But I said to him, Grammys 2024, you will be seeing me there, right? So hopefully um, I'll be there to cheer on Genevieve and any of my other friends who fancy getting nominated for Grammys between now and then. I will see you there. Now, as I mentioned, I didn't know her before, but thanks to one of our listeners, um, a lovely girl by the name Hope Lamond. She was actually someone that used to listen to me on BBC Radio Manchester, despite the fact that she lives in Florida. She messaged me one day to say she was listening to my show from Florida, which completely confounded me. But um, seemingly, she's really into Manchester and Manchester culture, and she'd become quite an avid supporter of my show on Radio Manchester. So I put out a call on Instagram a few weeks ago, Uh, for anybody that knew of any great guests and it was actually Hope that connected me to Genevieve and Hope in fact that's going to be doing the podcast that Genevieve mentioned there where I really really hope I get to come on as a guest a guest voice especially if I get to be a pet (laughs) I'd love that I will let you know if that happens um but yeah if you know somebody who you think would be a great guest on the show especially someone who's got really amazing story about moving to LA please let me know I'm on LC underscore presents on Instagram. I'm here for ever, for all your feedback. Um, I'd be delighted to hear from you. So I think that's it for today. I mean, what a show. What a joyful, joyful show. I am delighted with everything that's happening now. Like I said, it's going to be busy. It's going to be at times stressful. But we're not treading water, we're moving. And I'm so, so happy for there to be some action. And I cannot wait to record my next episode from LA. I always say to my guests, I'll see you in LA. Well, this week I'm going to say it to you guys, I will see you in LA. (laughs) 